0: Lots of the stuff that I had from before I was a photographer wasn't very good. And I don't mean wasn't very good in that it wasn't technically proficient. I mean, like I wasn't, I I hadn't got close to what I, what I'm doing. I wasn't doing it intentionally. I didn't know what was important to me yet. Um, So it is a lot of sort of just like cheesy snaps. They're photographs of what we look like back then as opposed to who we were if that makes sense
1: this is the help me see podcast and i'm your host bianca mora i'm an artist an educator and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning in art out of this one and only life this podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone like really see it i want to ask questions like when does your now become your nostalgia how can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday, some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others. And I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day to day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So, grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. This is the first episode airing in 2022. I hope that your New Year's was everything you wanted to be, whether that was doing a bunch of nothingness on the couch and being cozy like me or having fun time somewhere today on the show, we have a real treat. Um, I had reached out to Michelle McKay. Um, I found myself in her community and she had posted a photo with a little story um, that I really wanted to bring on the podcast and share with you guys because I feel like it's so important and a real testament to everything that we talk about on each of these episodes. Michelle is a mama lover and memory catcher from Geelong, Australia, as well as making it her mission to create a lasting, artful and meaningful record of this beautiful, ordinary life. Michelle runs a thriving in-home photography business and is an online educator of all things in-home photography and memory catching. She hosts a community many thousands strong worldwide, creates editing presets, runs courses on the art of photography and has taught at acclaimed retreats such as the much loved Milky Way newborn retreat. Michelle's artistic style is inspired by a combination of lifestyle documentary and photojournalistic approaches. And she is a devout believer that you should always, always, always take the picture. I mean, girl after my own heart, take the picture. This conversation is very timely I am hosting a free challenge coming up next week, uh, Get Mama in the photo challenge. I will link it in the show notes. And in the most synchronistic way, as the best things are, um, this conversation ended up being so much of why I'm doing this challenge. I thought that there was nothing else that I would want to do more in my first challenge hosting event than to dedicate it to mamas who struggle to get in the picture. It's the most common remark that I hear, and I want to do something about it. I know how it is. I am a mama. Although I'm a photographer, I myself can find myself dissatisfied with some of the pictures, but I have come to a place where I feel like I am content and confident in my practice with the photographs I'm taking for myself of myself and for my children of our relationship together. So I want that for you. I want to talk about it. Um, click the link in the show notes, sign up for the mailing list. It's going to be three days. You get a video lesson to your inbox and a little mini homework assignment each day. And we'll meet up in the Facebook group and do a live or a zoom cast so we can chat in real time and I'll answer questions, and we'll just talk about all the things. I look forward to it so much. I'll see you there. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Oh, well, thanks for having me on. So happy you're here. Um, I have found you. I'm not even quite sure when I did, but I just kept noticing that your posts, one, they're so beautiful you're an amazing photographer and two, your emphasis on the ordinary and cherishing that and revering that. Um, so I love everything you have to say. I would love to hear right now, let our listeners know a little bit about you, uh, where you're coming from in the world, your story, your background, whatever you'd like to share.
0: Sure. Um, thanks Bianca. So I'm, um, in Australia, uh, Geelong, which is in Victoria about an hour out of Melbourne. Um, I have a background in high school English teaching, so that's what I was doing. Um, That's the first thing that I did when I was sort of straight out of university. I think I taught in high schools for about seven or eight years. Um, And then I had my daughter, and it was after having my first child that I sort of discovered photography um, and took up photography. I think she was 18 months old when I got my first DSLR, Um, and so, yeah, I sort of, um, ran into photography after her birth, um, as a way of sort of freezing time and documenting all of those, those really important memories that were sort of coming and going at the speed of light. Um, my son was born in 2016. I think I set up my business, um, in 2018. Um, and so that's been going Great guns ever since. Um, I run a sort of thriving and profitable um, in home, newborn, and young family uh, photography business here in Geelong. Um, And in 2020, when we were all locked down and not doing so much, uh, I wrote my first course for um, my online community, which is called um, We Are Memory Catchers. Um, The course is called Telling Stories and it's about um, sort of making intentional storytelling photographs and the specifics of how to do that. Um, yeah, so that's sort of who I am and where I'm coming from, and um, I guess photography is re- realistically something that I sort of just live and breathe. <laughs>
1: I'm interested. I I'm interested in what gave you the push to go from, um, you know, you you bought this camera. And you had a baby, then you had another baby. What was that push from um, just photographing your family for the sake of it and then going to professional photography saying, I want to do this for other people?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I think it was pretty organic um, in the sense that I was sort of um, shooting every day um, for my own family and then it sort of got to a point where it was felt like sort of a natural progression to then um, – want to just keep making more photographs of of, of those sort of um, beautiful, ordinary moments for more people. Kids were getting older and I was getting to a point where I was going to have to decide what to do next. And it sort of didn't even feel like a decision. It was more like it was the only direction for me to go. I was already sort of running and that, you know, I, I had the momentum and I was just, I just sort of kept going down the same path and it's, I can't imagine doing anything else, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's just um, too good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you touched on the ordinary there. And um, something that I love in your bio statement on your Instagram, um, you say seeking an artful and meaningful record of this beautiful ordinary life. Um, Just can you speak a little bit about what that means to you, both professionally and personally. I mean, I don't even know that there's a difference between the two, honestly.
0: Yeah. That's so apt. There sort of isn't, is there? Um, I think that ultimately the beautiful ordinary is sort of, um, like, uh, I guess it's sort of the the motif of my life. Try to live my life in this way that honors and recognizes and is curious about. And, um, sort of sees the beautiful ordinary so these everyday moments that make up the sum of our our lives as what it's all about um so these sort of simple little connections with our friends and family um feeling the sun on our skin um, a hot cup of tea fresh sheets just these little things that happen every day that ultimately form the reason for everything you know that sort of the philosophy or i guess um as someone who's pretty agnostic my religion (laughs) and it's quite a, a spiritual practice for me where um i sort of i think it's sort of where happiness comes from being able to recognize and be aware of all these simple pleasures and And so that sort of leads directly into my photography. It's the basis of what drives my own personal photography and also it sort of led me into wanting to photograph that beautiful ordinary for my families and my clients, sort of trying in any way that I can to capture that sort of that perfect imperfection of what's really important and the things that we will miss what, what you know the stuff we take for granted now but once we're in a next chapter of our lives that we'll that we'll miss and wish we could get get back a little bit you know time just keeps passing doesn't slow down and we can never go back so the sort of the only way is to sort of to to, to make these photographs and write down words that sort of help us to be able to travel back in time and revisit these moments a time capsule I guess um yes. so that we can Travel back again and again. I love pairing words with photographs. I feel
1: like one with the other is just this how it they bring each other to life. Mm-hmm. And I something that you said really struck a chord with me when you said it's almost like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. I am of the belief that actually, after almost fighting it for some years before, I am now of the belief that it doesn't have to be you're either present in the moment or you're taking the photo. I truly use my camera to engage with my life. And it sounds like same with you. And it's almost can be like a bit of a meditation, like bringing that up to your face is like a
0: magnifying glass that allows you to sink in deeper. Absolutely. It's sort of like, it it helps me to slow down. My brain is sort of naturally running very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, not in a sort of uh, not in a super clever way necessarily but um it's just there's a lot going on and it's hard to slow down my mind and stop the thoughts that I can sort of be really present and having my camera um helps me do that and sort of looking for those moments and being aware of when they strike those those sort of those little moments that we want to hold on to it's almost having the camera there and um being in that moment it's, it's almost like a like a prayer, like it, like being an expression of gratitude, I guess, for these little things that we get to live, the gift of being able to to hold on to that for that, just that little bit longer by making the photographs and preserving the memories for the, for your children as well. Um, you know, I've think back to the memories that I have when I was younger and they're sort of few and far between, I think maybe like most of us, we don't sort of retain a lot from those first few years. Um, of being alive but when we take the photographs um, and have them around and display them for our children having that image there helps to keep the memories present in their lives so that my kids can look at the wall and point at a picture and recount what happened that day and what what was and what they did and how brave they were climbing on the the rocks to get over the creek um, and they remember that whereas that memory would have been lost otherwise had we not made the picture and sign posted that this was an important time and uh, an important moment. And we were together and we were, we were being brave and we were doing hard things and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, so beautiful. I feel like that needs to be a new tagline. Uh, Your photographs are like a prayer of gratitude. That was beautiful. (laughs) It's so true. And I, I totally resonate with, I, I don't maybe, I think it's part of the reason why I obsessively document, because I don't remember Anything I don't, my memory, I don't know what it is, but my dad growing up, he took so many home videos. And I'm so grateful for that because it's like, not only am I able to see myself back from before I was able to make memories myself, but like, I'm also to understand like the early days and the foundations of his love for me. So, so it's like a love letter to your kids. It's not just like, here, look at you. This is what you used to look like. Just the sensitivity in which you captured them and what you took of them speaks more volumes about how much and how long you've loved them than anything could. And I don't know, it's, I have goosebumps. I'm so,
0: you know, <laughs> I love this. It is, though, it? It's making this, this record, this eternal record of, um, that we were alive yes, and that this happened, um, and that we were here and that we love one another. And how wonderful was that? Okay. Um, I mean, it's
1: the things that we don't even have words for, which is why, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Some things there's just, I you can't even say it. So you take the picture. And uh, another huge reason why I'm so excited to have you here is because of why I messaged you in the first place. Um, something that I strongly believe in is that your photographs do not have to be these gorgeous pieces of art in order to hold meaning, deep meaning. I love when uh, people are very diligent about having, you know, family photos taken once or twice a year. And, but I will always believe that the most precious and intimate photos of your life can only be taken by you. And I saw you post a picture of, um, you breastfeeding and you said that you found a forgotten memory card. Um, and that was the only picture you had of that. Uh, so if you can just say a little bit about that story and what it felt like when you found it?
0: Yeah, I found it completely by chance. It was just so wild. We were we were away on holidays. It was the last day of holidays. I'd been charged with packing everything ready to go away. And my partner and his sister had taken all the kids to the movies to get them out of our hair so that we could just pack the cars and get ready to do the sort of eight hour drive home. And I was Um, digging through my handbag and I put my hand into this pocket that I didn't even know existed and there was this memory card. So just on a whim I put it into my camera to see what was on it and what I found was all these sort of snaps from just an old point and shoot from, you know, before I was a photographer. They were terrible photographs. They were just sort of all shot in auto. They were poorly made. They were just mainly just sort of like, you know, really corny um self-aware cheese at the camera then with those like you know the filters applied that you can do in camera with the with the little point <laughs> shoots just like terrible like too contrasty too saturated um filters flicked on and I was sort of flicking through these sort of thinking just sort of like yeah you know junk 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 like it's sort of like there wasn't any story there or anything it was just faces being silly Um, and then there was this photograph of me and my daughter and it was, um, sort of, um, a super candid shot in the sense that it hadn't even been, um, planned. It was taken by, I suppose, my my partner at the time, my daughter's father, from the doorway of the living room. And I was sitting on the sofa and wasn't even where the photo was being taken, sort of sitting on the edge in my trackies. And she was sort of balanced precariously on my knees. She was probably about 14 or 15 months at the time. So um, getting that little bit bigger and I was breastfeeding her. And it's the only photograph that I have of me breastfeeding my daughter or maybe even any of my babies i don't think that i took any with um my son either it was just you know because you know for whatever reasons and so i found this photograph and suddenly i realized this is it like this is the only evidence that i have that this happened that we were together and that this was like this was our life for a long time you know you know like any mum who's um, fed their child whether breastfeeding or or otherwise knows how many hours you spend just the two of you just sitting there in dark rooms or in corners or um, off to the side away from the action many multiple hours of life spent just the two of you together in this sort of in this sort of quiet and intimate moment so yeah I found this photograph and I I cried. It was like this sort of, like you said before, like a love letter from the past, just reminding me that that time existed and it happened. And um yeah, you don't realize how much you're going to cherish these photographs until that you don't live that life anymore. And you've moved on to a new chapter or a new um time in your, in your journey. And it's so having those Becomes so, and it wasn't a good photo. It was a terrible photo. It wasn't at all flattering, but it's gonna, you know, it's will always be really important to me, you know, very special. It was a a special thing to find. Um, and it's one of those things helps you to sort of like everything gets reset. You know, we can often sort of spend lots of time. We spend time on the internet. And we're looking at other artists and the things that they're creating and all that kind of stuff. And it's sometimes we find ourselves sort of drifting towards making these photographs that are maybe more on trend or more aesthetically pleasing or more similar to what somebody else is doing or, or less of, or alternatively, you know, less of something. And so when you have these little moments, it is sort of realigns you and brings you back to your baseline and what's really important reminds you what's important and, and takes you back to a place where you can start sort of coming at that going forward with that intentionality that, that sometimes slips away. Yeah. It's a reminder to level set
1: for sure. And and come back a little bit closer to the root of the why, because it's easy. It's easy to um, get deeper and deeper, especially the more you're into the technical and, you know, whatever aesthetics happening, it's easy to get deeper into that hole, but then coming back to that place of purity and in what's right for you, uh, something. So obviously the value of the photograph isn't dependent on how beautiful it is. That photograph is super precious to you. Is there a difference in the way that you feel about your personal family photos from before and after you became a photographer and why or why not?
0: Yeah, this is such an interesting question Um, and the answer, I think, is really complicated because um, the answer is, I think, yes, absolutely, I feel differently about the photographs. There are some from each end of the spectrum that I really cherish um, and others that I don't, but I think on this journey of discovering what I've been growing up, I think is ultimately the answer. So lots of the stuff that I have from before I was a photographer wasn't very good. And I don't mean wasn't very good in that it wasn't technically proficient. I mean, like I wasn't, I I hadn't got close to what I, what I'm doing. I wasn't doing it intentionally. I didn't know what was important to me yet. Um, So it is a lot of sort of just like cheesy snaps. They're photographs of what we look like back then as opposed to who we were, if that makes sense. Um, so lots of those photographs um, are sort of just really lacking in the stuff that I really um, want to preserve. I've got lots of sort of um, portraits and stage shots of what we've, you know, it's taken with my iPhone In edited with Instagram filters of sort of what we all look like, but not, you know, not as much of how we lived our lives as what I would have liked. So in this journey of becoming a photographer and the, all of the learning and growing and maturing that happened, um, in tangent to that, what I've realized is the things that are more important to me and the things that I want to document. And now that I have the camera, I'm more able to document. I'm more able to document that properly but um I don't think that it's necessarily about me preferring the photographs that are prettier like technically prettier but it's more about the fact that I sort of took up photography during this quite like a like a transition in my life where I was growing up very quickly um and maturing and learning a lot through motherhood about what was the most important, if that makes sense.
1: Uh, 100%. And it's such a, and exactly that the, you're growing as a person and in that your, your taste, your feelings, your appreciation for everything changes. I mean, I feel like why, I mean, to go back a little bit, why do you think that you never at the time thought to take pictures of yourself? nursing right like it's like something that ourselves now can think why why didn't I think that and that's what's so frustrating is because as moms as do you hear that (laughs) shaking off (laughs) as moms we son screaming bloody murder um we're tasked with so much our cup runneth over with all the things that we must do um, all the love that we give, all of the chores, all of the life, all of the everything. So it's so sneaky how some of the most obvious and in your face and present and mundane and ritualistic things can like slip out from our fingers without us documenting it. And it's frustrating. Um, The idea that we're so close to ourselves that we don't realize what season we're in and until it's gone. I mean, just like a silly example, which is kind of a weird example but my dog had a tail injury he was supposed to go and get like this much amputated from his tail he came back a boxer he came back with a nub he was supposed to have this much taken off and now this is all he has left and the I don't know the sally man in me whatever whoever in me was thinking oh like I didn't say goodbye to his tail like (laughs) that sounds so crazy but it's true I just thought oh my gosh it's gone in a it's just gone. Like it's literally gone. And (laughs) I don't know. It's just, how do we get in the practice of trying to be more aware while we're just doing the best we can and like living our lives? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that is particularly hard. Um, because uh, I think that often that awareness, um, comes from like sort of these children that we have, Become the—they're sort of like the catalyst for us for all these dawnings and realizations, um, so that we're sort of changing at the speed of light through this experience of motherhood and everything that we're learning from our children and the experience and the things that we're learning about ourselves and resilience and um, what love, re- like what real love is, and all the sacrifice that comes with that, um, and all the sort of drudgery and the everyday that when you're in it feels so hard and heavy. And I think it's sort of, it's, it's this process that teaches us these things, but it's not until we're sort of so far through it that we realize that we get to the end and realize, become aware of what the universe was trying to show us all this time. And then when we reach that point, we can't go back. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess that's why for my, for my client families that I'm so drawn to um, documenting that motherhood story because I can make these photographs for these other mothers that I realize now after my own story, um, my own journey are so important. Um, And I can make these beautiful photographs of them that they will love at the time and find so beautiful um, and gorgeous and evocative. But I know as they get Older as their children get older, but even more importantly, as these mothers get older um, and as we, they become more, than, they step sort of further and further into themselves through this motherhood um, transition, that these photographs are going to be even more important as the time passes. So, you know, we can't go back, we can't do it for ourselves, but we can do it for other people, which is significant gift, I think, for us to have and for us to be able to share. So yeah, I guess that's sort of like what my calling is um taking these lessons that I've learned and hoping to um hoping hoping that other people might benefit a little bit from from that learning. It's funny
1: timing. I'm actually first ever I'm hosting this challenge next week called Get Mama in the Photo. And one of the biggest, like most important reasons why I'm doing it is because of this this reason that we're talking about. But then I think about What if, you know, at the time, if you were going through your camera and you saw that photo and you're like, oh, that's not flattering, delete, you know, it could have easily happened. And I feel like we have, we're such tough critics on ourselves and we're not as gentle as we should be. And, you know, we think all these things at the time. I look back at after I gave birth to my first um, son, I had pretty bad uh, postpartum depression and anxiety. And I look at those photos and I remember hating them at the time, but I knew that I wouldn't, or I would grow and heal from them later. So I took them anyway. I can't say that for everything that's ever happened to me, but like, I'm grateful for that now. So even now, when I look back and with my second son, I didn't have that, that I'm so grateful for. I'm able to go back and I almost like blacked out that period of my life. I don't remember having my first son as a newborn. I really, really don't. So being able to see that kind of helps me heal myself in a way. And I think that we need to shift the way we're looking at the photos we take from being, you know, I want to look, you know, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look beautiful and feel beautiful in your photos. Have that, but also have the important like visual journal of your life so that you can go back and learn and grow and heal from that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's so true, like the amount of things I've destroyed from the past because they embarrassed me or caused me shame um, at the time. But if I had just held on to those things and waited out until I was through the the growing pains, it, they would have become just so important. But it's harder even still, like as we're moving into this sort of very heavily influenced um Social media era where everything, like we want to share everything instantly, and where, um, where sort of, um, appearance and aesthetics are heroed over all else, it's hard to sort of get back to the stuff that is really important and sort of block out all of that expectation for perfection. Yeah, I don't know how, how do we do that? I don't know how we do that because that, yeah, I think there's a lot of loss happening for that reason. People having this high standard of, um, aesthetics, um, for how things should look. And as a result, we're, you know, not taking photographs. Our house doesn't look pretty enough. We're not making these photographs. But if we look back at the photographs from our own childhood that we most cherish, it's not the photographs, you know, they're, they're not the perfect photographs. Um, they're the photographs that, um, that take us somewhere, mm-hmm. take us somewhere sort of um, physically in sense of taking us back to a home that we lived in um, and the way that we felt be- that we belonged in that space, but also taking us back to a feeling, like how we felt, um, taking us back to places that became a foundation for the identity that we hold today. Mm-hmm. And um, I-, I feel like this is something that,
1: I think that it needs to be done for ourselves, but if that's too much to ask for, which it usually is as a mom, and if your point of entry into this journey of yourself needs to be from for someone else, do it for your kids because yeah, that I mean I think about you know of course whenever the occasion comes up where I have a face on and I'm not in my pajamas, I want to take pictures with my kids, but I look at those pictures and I laugh and I think. At this point, they'd be like, "Who's that? That's not my mom. That's not what my mom." Was. That's not how they remember you. That's I right. Her. I mean, when I think about my mom, and she's so critical of herself, and all the pictures that she hates. My favorite picture of my mom, I-, I took. She's laughing with her, you know, Italian hands in the air with pizza in her mouth, her favorite food. And she would kill me. She'd delete it. But it's one of my favorite pictures in the world of her. And I think about how funny that is from my perspective. But then I think about from my kid's perspective, like you know, deleting or not taking or taking away something that could be so precious to them and so representative of me to them, regardless of how I feel about how I look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it must come back to shifting values, isn't it? And sort of remembering what, or coming back, bringing ourselves back over and over again to the things that we value um, and ultimately that are important to us, but it's hard and it's hard to even find the time to reflect on these things, um, when life is so busy. Um, yeah, I guess it's sort of the ultimate, um, goal, isn't it? And
1: you touched on it before too, when you were saying, you know, today where everything is kind of such a show of posting and, um, just reminding ourselves that we are, we control what we post. And if, Something's too private for us or we don't feel good about it. That's fine. Not all of us have to be, you know, the most vulnerable and showing, you know, the parts of ourselves that we don't want to show. But just reminding yourself that all the pictures you take, that is a very personal and private journey that can stay in your own private phone or albums forever. Like what, whatever you choose to show can just be like the sprinkles. But the meat of these photos that we're taking is is what our family history and our legacy is for ourselves.
0: I think it's, I think it is good though, as well, to sort of push against that, um, that vulnerability to share, um, the imperfect where we can, because I think the more that people, other people see, um, and are invited to, um, sort of consider making these photographs that are real, and document something actual as opposed to all the staging that we see um in a lot of the popular facebook groups could be um a, like a really interesting conversation starter and a really interesting um thing for people to consider about their own work like is this the stuff that's bringing me joy or or are there other things that could make you know are there other less potentially less pretty photographs that i could be making that will make me happier. Sometimes it's hard to even know what's the most important photos that you're taking at the time. I tend to sort of, I do a lot of printing, but I don't print until um, sort of 6 to 12 months after I I take the photographs because it's not until that sort of time has passed that I can get closer to feeling which of the photographs um, are the most important to me and those are the ones I want to look at every day. Mm. So that's sort of, I push pause on printing so that I can wait and then, and then I go back and look at all the photographs and, and it's often not the ones that I was felt the super proudest of at the time that, that I end up wanting to, to, to see every day. They're not the ones that feed me. It's often the sort of much more, um, humble, simplistic, everyday, boring, I guess, photographs that, um, that bring me the most joy, um, that are the closest to, reminding me of why I do this in the first place and why I'm alive and um what it's all about Mm. yes and pushing against um that
1: vulnerability what you said earlier it reminds me of that post the one that kind of sparked this whole thing um I'm pretty sure I remember reading one of the comments saying I'm I'm going to planning on nursing for the last time today and because you posted that, like that person might've taken a photo when she wasn't planning to and how amazing yeah. just, just from posting that, even, all those po- people that posted and commented and liked, even if it's just that one person that's going to have this precious memory because you were vulnerable and it's just so beautiful. I, oh
0: my goodness. That's sort of, um, that's connection, isn't it? That's real connection. Yes, Um, and that's, that's what I that, that's what I love about the the memory catcher group. There's a lot of real connection happening in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, lots of sort of um like, you know, people from all over the world, there are real relationships and, and, um, people look after each other in there.
1: Yes. um, Can you please just a little blurb about, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, I don't even know how I found this group, but, um, when we first talked, I just told you about how wonderful it is. It's so supportive and it's so, it's just such a beautiful group of people. Um, just tell me where the thought to, created, originated from,
0: and um, we'll link in the show, show notes how to get to it. So I create presets and I've been, um, I think I've released my first collection of presets uh, maybe in 2019, 2000, no, 2018, I think earlier, um, around about that time. And first original set of presets was called um, the Beautiful Ordinary Presets for Memory Catchers. Um, so there was, there's a preset group for the, the beautiful order and ordinary presets and it grew and it's got quite large and it's excellent in there. But what I found was I wanted to increase the scope of the things that I could share. And it was, the group was inhibitive, inhibitive in the sense that, um, it was a purely preset group. So people who didn't happen to use the beautiful ordinary presets, um, weren't able to share the beautiful work that they were making. So I needed a separate space that people could go to where the focus was more about um, education and inspiration um, and encouraging one another and and sharing all the things that I know about business through um, all the reading that I do and all the, the experience that I've had. Um, and, and people could feel free to share their work freely regardless of how they, what their post-production um um, patterns are and, and how they do it and everything. So that's where the memory catcher group, um, sort of came from. So, um, it's called We Are Memory Catchers and it's a space that is for, um, any kind of person who would identify as a memory catcher, whether you're doing it for, for clients, um, or if you're, you, you sort of identify as a, your own family historian and you you take photographs just for your own family. we have got documentary photographers in there, lifestyle photographers, studio photographers, all different types of photographers um, from all, like a a vast range of um, experience levels um, in business and in artistic experience and how long people have been shooting for. We've got amateurs and people who are sort of just discovering and falling in love with photography as a craft and as an art form and others who've been doing it for decades It's just, it's grown slowly and from a smaller, close-knit group of people who originally moved across from the preset group and and it's getting bigger and bigger every day, but it's maintaining that sort of very um, supportive and safe um, and community-focused culture. that it it had from the beginning and we do our best to sort of protect that in there and to keep it to be a very supportive space and because that's what we're there for, you know, we're there to support one another and to raise one another up, this sort of idea that a rising tide lifts all boats and that we're in it together and that there's just so much possibility when we share Mm. um, openly the things that we're learning and the things that we've known. And it's not necessarily always even photography stuff, um, we share books that we're reading and, um, things that are helping us in our personal growth, things about sort of growth mindset. It's one of our most interesting conversations are about that kind of stuff about sort of, um, overcoming fear and imposter syndrome what you do when you're feeling burnout and all this type of stuff. So yeah, it's a really, really lovely, lovely space. Um, so if it sounds like anybody's vibe who might be tuning in, they should come and, come and join us because went on.
1: Yeah, they are. I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, and I do feel, and when we talk about, you know, being vulnerable with the group, it's, I feel like it's such a two-way street in that, you know, you can push yourself to do that in hopes of helping someone else. But I think that you're rewarded tenfold with all of the me too's with all of the, you know, you're not alone. I feel the same way. Um, it always surprises me whenever I, stretch myself, um, in a group to say something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable, how many people there are to say I've had the same experience or you're doing awesome. And that's the type of people that are in there. So it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Being afraid is just like a part of the human condition. And, um, when we can be vulnerable and share with one another in safe spaces, we, there are only benefits, I think, awesome yes awesome stuff so please let us know i'll put
1: it in the show notes but let us know where we can find more of you and what you have coming up
0: yeah sure so my photography brand is michelle mckay photographer that's with an er on the end so you can find me on instagram at michelle mckay photographer um i also have a personal account on instagram which is michelle memory catcher so you can find me there you can come and find us at We Are Memory Catchers. There's a website, We Are Memory Catchers. If um, you're interested in becoming a more intentional and meaning-driven storyteller, photographer telling stories is about to run for the third time in February, um, and enrollments are open right now. So it's a, just a little spiel on that. I guess it's a 15-week course where we um, each week we delve into another topic that talk about how specifically like the like the the specifics of how to make um, intentional meaning driven photographs by using a range of visual devices that help to shape meaning so it's amazing there are people who just enrolled to do the course a third time people just keep It's just so much fun. So we have 100-plus page PDF that comes with the course that outlines sort of all the content. There are recordings every week for the new topics. Um, We do a live call every week um, where we talk about the topic and I answer questions. I critique everybody's work every week, um, and that's recorded as well. There's a Facebook group. Um, It's just a whole lot of fun. So if there is anybody who's listening who does sounds like your jam, you can come and join us there as well. Um, you can find the course at wearememorycatchers.com, And I think that's everything. Don't be shy. Come and um, sort of reach out to me, hit me up. Um, I'm always open and um, willing to engage in a conversation or a dialogue about literally anything this along this viable vein, and I'm, I'm here to help. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, Bianca, and it's been so nice talking to you. It's always really nice jamming with somebody about these, um, these topics that are so close to my heart and obviously very close to yours as well. Mm -hmm. So, um,
1: thank you. Thank you so much. This has been such a beautiful conversation and I just, I am so happy that you're willing to come on and talk about it because what is so personal to us is universal. And I Mm -hmm. am just so glad we got to have this conversation. So thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. If you enjoyed this
1: episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace, knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast, rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.